Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Benjamin David Sweat was born November 7, 1914 in Worth County, Georgia. His father, Professor Solomon Sweat, was a teacher of music and taught Ben and his nephews, James and Gerald Witherington, to sing and play several musical instruments. After Pearl Harbor, when Ben was 28, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy and served aboard the aircraft carrier, the USS Calpins. After the war, Ben Sweat sang with the group of gospel singers called the Melody Masters Quartet, founded by his nephew, James Big Chief Witherington. Ben married, and he and his wife became missionaries. Ben went on to record several solo albums, and the money made from those albums supported his missionary work. One of his albums, God's Man, is backed by the famous Statesman Quartet that includes a famous bass singer, James Big Chief Witherington, which is Ben Sweat's nephew. But before his musical career, and his missionary work, Ben tells a story of a man, sick, dirty, down and out, lying on the floor in the back of a tire shop. As he was lying there, he was visited by a rich Jew. That rich Jew saved him, cleaned him up, and the man went on to work for that rich Jew as a missionary. We can only guess who that man and the rich Jew was. Here is one of Ben Sweat's songs ministered by Water of Life Quartet. It's called, I've Been to Calvary. Now, I believe that where that rich Jew took that man in the tire shop was Calvary. Let him take you there too. I never traveled far around the world. I've never seen the many thrills and sights and thrills. But I have taken the journey of journeys for me up Calvary's mountain, near my Savior. Dear my 
Father, I pray supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I want to start by sharing about what it was like when I was in elementary school. I don't know if you were like this, but I can remember every first day of school that I went to during my elementary school years, from first grade to sixth grade. I'm going to give my age up, but we didn't have kindergarten when I started school. So that first day, coming into the classroom, I would come in and I would sit down, and I would be anxious. I would be nervous. I'd be timid. I wanted to know what the teacher was like. I wanted to know if she would like me. I wanted to know what she wanted me to do. All I wanted to do was please my teacher. And I listened very intently those first days of school because if she would say, Johnny, I like what you did there. I wanted to see what Johnny did because I wanted to make my teacher happy. I wanted to please her because I, I wanted her to like me. I wanted us to have a good year. And I was one of those kids that just loved to learn. So years later, I became a school teacher, and I remembered very vividly those first days. So when I taught school, my first day of class, when my class would come in and we were alone for the first time, I would tell them, I'd welcome to my room, and I'd say, you know what? I'm going to show you exactly what I like and exactly the way I like things done so you'll know what to do. Have you ever been in a classroom with a teacher that you just didn't know what she wanted and the only way you found out was to do the wrong thing and then she'd get upset at you and then you'd feel about this big? I've had those days and I didn't want my students to feel that way. So the first day I would say, okay, this is the way I'd like you to sit in your seat. This is the way I'd like our desks to be. This is the way I'd like you to line up at the door. This is the way I'd like us to walk down the hall. This is the way I'd like you to raise your hand and ask me a question. This is the way I'd like you to behave in this line. All the things that I thought of that they might want to know, I told them the first day. So there were no surprises. And you know what? My students loved me for it. And you know what they did? They did the things that I asked them to do because they wanted to please me and they wanted me to like them. And you know what? I told this to several people not many, many days ago. I had six years I taught here in Texas. And you know what? 
I loved every one of my students. I loved every one of them. God made a way to to show me that student's heart and I loved every one of them. You know what? You have a heavenly father. And I, I titled today's program, Exhortation for the New Christian. What if you are now born again and you are brand new in Jesus? You know, you can be 96 years old and be a young baby Christian. And I know when you come into this, you say, now what do I do? What do I do? I'm born again. What do I do? Well, I'm going to do the same thing for you that I did for my students. And I believe by the Spirit of God, God is going to show you a couple things that you will do that will please the Father that you're now serving. I want us to start in Hebrews 11, verse 6. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Do you hear that? New Christian, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So now we know the first, the, one of the first things you got to do is you got to go after faith. You know why? Because faith pleases the Father. Do you know if you read that verse, that read that line, it, what you wear doesn't please the Father? How you act doesn't please the Father? Saying the right word doesn't please the Father? What pleases the Father? Faith pleases the Father. We're going to come back to the rest of this verse a little later, but I want us right now to go to Romans 10 because now you're saying, okay, I got to have faith. Now, how do I do that? It's in the Bible. Let's go to Romans, I'm sorry, verse, uh, chapter 10. And I'm going to read verse 17. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing the, by the word of God. Let's read that again. But faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know what's nice about this chapter? It tells you exactly the Word of God you need to be reading, and you need to be hearing. Let's go to verse 13 of the same chapter. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what you did, and that's how you got born again. Now let's go on. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. What is being taught here? What is being preached? the gospel of peace. Verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So what is that word that we need to hear? It's the gospel. How do you please the Father? You please the Father by faith. How do you get faith? You get faith by hearing the gospel. Okay, what's the gospel? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to lay it out as clear as I can, just like I did for my students. 1 Corinthians 15, I'm going to start in verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. So now we're talking about this gospel that we've got to hear so that we've got faith which also you have received and wherein you stand. 
but which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Verse 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. There is your gospel, that Jesus died, that He was buried, and that He rose again for you. That's what you need to hear. And that's, we'll go back to Romans 7. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do you hear that gospel? You take the Bible and you read where the gospel is and you read it out loud so that you can hear it. Faith comes by hearing. You read the word of God out loud and you read where the gospel is. Where's the gospel written? It's written in the Psalms. It's written in Isaiah 52 and 53. It's written throughout the New Testament. Those are the things you read. And you read them out loud. And you read them again and again and again and again. You read them as much as you can. And what does it say will happen? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And what does faith do? It pleases your heavenly Father. It's wonderful for the Father to be pleased with you. All right, let's go back to Hebrews 11. We're going to finish that verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You've got to have faith because it's impossible to please Him otherwise. But look at the next verse. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, we want to please the father who we're now serving and Jesus, his son. Now here it says that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So now we have to seek him. How do we do that? How do we seek the father? Let's go to, let's go to um, Psalm 22. And I'm going to read verse 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. How do you seek the Father? You praise him. You praise him. You thank God for him. You thank God for anything that you can and everything you can. You thank the Father. You praise him. You thank Jesus for what he did for you on the cross. You believe it while you thank him. You praise the Father for what He's done for you, for the things that He's given you and what Jesus did for you on the cross. There's another verse that goes with this. I want you to go to John 4. Terry Brown reads this every week. I'm going to begin in verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. The Father seeketh people to worship Him. And how do we worship Him? We worship Him in spirit and in truth. That truth is the Word of God. And that spirit is the Spirit of God. And it'll lead you. It'll lead you to where you will be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. And what happens then? You seek the Father. And you know what that? When you seek the Father, He'll answer you. You know why He'll answer you? 
because he diligently rewards those that seek him. You have a God in heaven, a father in heaven that loved you so much he sent his son to die for you. And he wants you to come to him. That's why he sent his son. And he's got a son that loved you enough that he laid down his life for you and went to the cross. And that's why you go to him because Jesus loved you enough to take your place on the cross so that you could be reconciled to the Father and himself. I've got one more area to look at and I want us to go to John 14. And I'm going to begin in verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. He will keep my words. And look what happens when you keep Jesus' word. Jesus said, if you keep my words, keep my words. Well, if you, you know, you may not even be familiar with the Bible. You know what Jesus' words are? Most Bibles, they're written in red. Most Bibles, Jesus' words are written in red. And Jesus said, if a man loved me, he will keep my words. And look what happens when you do that. My Father will love him. My Father will love him. The Father will love you if you keep Jesus' words. If you keep Jesus' words. You know, Jesus had to stay in the Father's will too by following God. And he, stayed in the, he said he stayed in the Father's love. You know, James 1 talks about, it says, we're not going to go there, but James 1, says, be you doers of the word and not hearers only. You do the word. If the word says bless your enemy, you bless your enemy. If the word says give, you give. If the word says praise the Father, you praise the Father. If the word says, is anything the word says, if the word says believe on the gospel, you believe the gospel. You do the word. You not just hear it and you not just memorize it for Bible baseball as we used to do when I was young. You do the word. And when you do the word, that's what happens here. If a man loved me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. They'll come and they'll live in you. The father and the son together. So now we have, we get faith. Nothing pleases the father but faith. It's impossible to please the father without faith. So to get faith, what do we do? We read the word of God out loud where the gospel is. That's the word we want. Where's the gospel? It's in Psalms and it's in Isaiah 52 and 53 and it's throughout that New Testament. We read it out loud. And then what do we do next? We seek the Father. And how do we seek the Father? We praise him. We bless him. We thank God. We pray to him. But we praise the Father, for the Father seeks those that worship Him and spirit and truth. So we want to do that. We want to be those worshipers that worship God in spirit and truth. And what else do we do? We keep the words of Jesus. We are doers of the words. You do what the word tells you to do. You are doers of the word and not hearers only. And what happens when we do that word? And Jesus and the Father love us 
and they make our abode with us. That is enough to get you started because you are, going, you are becoming a child, a child of the living God and a brother or sister to your Savior, Jesus. I have a great song for here, and it's done by the Water of Life Boys. Come, let us sing. Let's minister to God while this song plays.
example about being a doer of the word. I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again because it is very clear. In the word of God in Matthew, Jesus says, bless your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Do good to those that hate you. Well, I was working in a grocery store as a sign maker at one time, and I had a manager that I had to deal with in the meat department that was, I would say, very coarse and vile, and would speak some language that wasn't easy to hear. And he didn't like me at all. Did not like me. And I had to come every time I worked there and say, uh, do you have any signs that you need me to make for you for the week, for any specials during the week? And he would call me all sorts of names. Now, calling me names doesn't really bother me that much. But to endure what he would say about me, he called me all sorts of things. And then he would say, nope, I don't have any signs for you. And I'd have to go, go away and then come back the next time. Well, one day I came down to him and I said, do you have any signs for me today? And he let out a whole string of what he thought I was. And then he said I had, he had two signs for me to do. So I said, fine. I left the counter and I turned around and I was reminded of the verse, bless your enemies. Bless them. So I did. All the way through the store, I had to walk through the store and go up the stairs. I started blessing him. Father, I bless this man. I bless him. I bless him. I thank God for him. I bless him. Father, I bless him. All the way up the stairs. Father, I just bless this man. You know, he was about 20 years younger than I was. And I would bless him and bless him. Father, bless him. And I went up and I did his signs. Just, I did nice signs for him. Do good to those that hate you. Made pretty signs for him. Bless him, Father. Bless him. Took and brought him back down to him. Bless you. Bless him, Father. Bless him. Bless him. Walked up to the counter to hand him the signs. He wasn't there. There was another person there. And I asked her, I said, well, where is this, where's this person? I think his name was John. He said, you won't believe this, Kathy. But as soon as you left, some woman came up and, and she asked him a question. And he called her a, a name and she went and got the manager. And the manager fired him on the spot. He's gone. He kicked him out of the store. That is being a doer of the word. Amen. You can do it. I've given you some things to do. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.